Okay, in the name of the Father and Son of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Good evening, everyone. We're uh, continuing our study in the book of Joshua uh, as we uh, move on. And uh, again, just a reminder, again, not just following the, 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 the story, but actually living the events and living the, the, the life and the faith and the purpose that this is all about. As, as just I'd like to, to, to remind ourselves all the time, the three first thing that we talked about in the beginning of the book <coughs> that God asked or will ask Joshua throughout the book to do, which are what, if you remember, to do what? To lead the people, to, to conquer, and to divide the inheritance, to divide the inheritance. And it comes very, very, as I always say, comes very, very, very uh, 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 practical and very relatable to what we do, right? To, to, to lead and to live that life and to conquer the enemy and to be always, uh, or to reach what we want, which at the end of the day and, and at the end of everything is to, to claim our inheritance that we have. And if you remember also from the beginning, God kind of like challenged Joshua with something and challenging the whole people with something, which is what to go and, and, and inherit uh, more land, right? The idea of, of getting more. There is more to have for you. There is the land that is you haven't reached yet, right? So just keep going and keep keep uh, uh, have that mindset of, of willingness to, to, to acquire more of your inheritance, which was given to you uh, by God himself. And we, we take this story and then as we said, we took like a pause, which is the story of uh, Rahab and, and how it was kind of like in the middle of, 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 of the actual uh, process of reaching the Jordan and crossing over to the Jordan. And we talked about this and talked about the faith and talked about uh, the need for her to see the, the uh, spies and the need of the spies to see also her in order to kind of strengthen each other and to uh, support each other to the point of uh, we are part of this and being Rahab being part of the genealogy of our Lord Jesus Christ herself. And then we talked we talk last uh, time, chapter three, and a couple of times, which is the actual work. Yes. Yes. Yes, I, I paused it so it doesn't uh, say that it is recording. Yes. So you didn't hear the, 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 it is recording now, but it is recording, yes. <laughs> yes. So we talked we talk last time about, about uh, the messages, if you remember, throughout the last couple of times, the messages of that, that there's a message from God to the people, there's a message from Joshua to the people, there's a message from God to Joshua, and there's another message from, from, from Joshua to the priest and to the whole people again, in order to stay always on the right path and on the right track. And then we, 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 we talked about the faith of the, of the, of the priest and the, the faith of the people who uh, saw or who carried the Ark of the Covenant and stepped into the river and then the people crossed over. And then as we ended chapter uh, three, that they crossed over uh, or, or, or uh, across from where? From Jericho in, in, in chapter three. Again, if you get chapter three, Yusuf, uh, verse uh, 16 which is, is talks about, again, the, the, the idea of that they actually uh, stopped and that the waters which came down from upstream stood still and rose in a heap very far away at Adam, the city that is beside Zaratan. So the water that went down into the Sea of the uh, Arabah, the Salt Sea, failed and were cut off and the people crossed over opposite to Jericho. And we talked about this, like the, 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 the irony of... of uh, crossing over exactly across from Jericho and how that is impacting the people and impacting themselves also. Another challenge and also for them, for the people to, to see all that and to see like this is actually, as Rahab said herself, that this has caused the people to what their heart to melt from being uh, afraid from, from the scene itself. Yes, Dave. Right. Right. Yes. Crossing. Right. Right. So here the water stopped at one, one, one end, right? Which is away from them, far away from them. 
So it's not like the Red Sea, it's like two walls and then they crossed. No, it was, it was stopped. So it was dry. And as you said, it was it, 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 like the, the dried right away. And then the ark was in the, 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 the bed of the river till everybody crossed. And then they didn't move till the ark came back again in front of them and moved. And then they start to move again, right? So with that, with that, you know, you see again what we were talking about before is is the, the the ark is not just the presence of God, but the ark is the word of God because in the ark was the Torah, the commandments, right? And we'll see again later this today and 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 next time also how that is really uh, 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 the the text is actually focusing and, and and stressing on the fact that it is the work of God and the word of God who made them cross, not Moses in the Red Sea and not Joshua. In the Jordan River, as we will see, we'll see later on in the chapter today, right? Comes chapter four with that, which is, if you look at the last two chapters, as one of them is the 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 word of faith. We talk we're talking about faith a lot of times during during Joshua, right? The word of faith, which is okay. Here is here is the message that you will go and inherit, right? And then you can say also the walk of faith as they actually put the word into an action, they walked in the faith, right? It comes chapter four, actually, we can title it the witness of faith, witnessing of the faith. Because you see here, again, it's all about the stones and the two heaps of stones and carry this and take it with you and, uh, and, 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 and say this to your next, next generation and the generation after and so forth. So here is, here is the main thing here is to witness for what happened, right? To not to forget what happened. And how is that not only as a witness, as just a memorial, but as what? As a reason for them to continue, as you will see also. Right? And it becomes actually very, very, as I was thinking about this today, it comes very, very, very uh, uh, relevant to a lot of times what we are in need for in order to continue that fight, that battle, that pass, and that uh, 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 journey towards the promised land. We always need those memorials. But when the memorials are not working, it's not the memorial problem, but it's our problem, as you will see today. Right? So again, you have something with you that will tell you, okay, remember this happened before and it will happen and you know, I am with you, right? But at one point, even from the history of the, of, the, of the nation of Israel itself, it became useless, right? That memorial didn't help them. The memorial wasn't a reason for them to come back again and to continue based on the experience that they had, but it became what? Just a shrine. Just something, just an, like, a, like a dead memorial instead of actually something that is pushing them and reminding them to continue to go there. So we'll talk about this today as, but just again, the, 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 um, the title of, of the chapter could be very well uh, called as the uh, witness of faith, the witness of faith, right? Something that when, as we will read the text, just think of, of a couple of things. Number one would be, what are we witnessing for? And who are we witnessing to? Two things. Just think of them as we read the text. What are we witnessing for? And who are we witnessing to? Right? Keep those in mind as we read the text itself. We'll, start, we'll read the full chapter and uh, just start from now, from one till 13 first, and then we can, hopefully we can continue uh, the, 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 the text after this. So what, again, with that, remember also a couple of things we said, which is there is the word of the, of the faith and there is the walk of the faith and we come to the witness of the faith, which is a normal, what normal flow of the action of, of the faith. You know, you hear and then you have a faith and then you walk the faith and then that walk has to do what has to, to witness on what you're doing, right? So that's kind of like complete that that uh, circle that we're talking about. So we we'll read from from one till thirteen and see what what is happening in this in this chapter here. When all the nation had finished passing over the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, "Take twelve men from the people, from each tribe, a man." And command them saying, take 12 stones from here out of the midst of the Jordan, from the very place where the priest's feet stood firmly and bring them over with you and lay them down in the place where you lodge tonight. Then Joshua called the 12 men from the, from the people of Israel whom he had appointed 
a man from each tribe. And Joshua said to them, pass on before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan. And take up each of you a stone upon his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the people of Israel. That this may be a sign among you when your children ask in time to come, what do those stones mean to you? Remember, I was asking, who are you witnessing to? This may be a sign among you when your sign among you, when your children ask in time to come, what do those stones mean to you? Then you shall tell them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it passed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. So these stones shall be to the people of Israel a memorial forever. And the people of Israel did just as Joshua commanded and took up 12 stones out of the midst of the Jordan, according to the number of the tribes of the people of Israel, just as the Lord told Joshua, and they carried them over with them to the place where they lodged and laid them down there. Or in another translation, laid them to rest there. And Joshua set up 12 stones, or also in, in the original, Joshua had set up, had set up 12 stones in the midst of the Jordan, in the place where the feet of the priest bearing the Ark of the Covenant had stood, and they are there to this day. For the priest bearing the Ark stood in the midst of the Jordan until everything was finished, that the Lord commanded Joshua to tell the people according to all that Moses had commanded Joshua, the people passed over in haste. And when all the people had finished passing over the Ark of the Lord and the priest passed over before the people, the sons of Reuben, sons of Gad, and half tribe of Manasseh passed over armed before the people of Israel as Moses has told them. About 40,000 ready for war passed over before the Lord for battle to the plains of Jericho. Let's just stop at this point here. So one question, first of all, because a lot of times, you know, we, we, we probably miss, miss that fact. Based on the text, how many memorials are there? One or two? Right? The first one is what? The 12 that took them and went. And the second one is in the bottom. Right. Why is there two, first of all? What do you think? Yes. Yes. Okay. It's hidden, right? Yes. Yes. Let's take it one at a time. The first one, which is actually, according to the text, also something interesting, and I don't know if you noticed this or not, that these people were assigned from before, right? It says, and commanded them say, to take 12 stones from here. Then Joshua called the 12 men from the people of Israel, whom he had appointed. Is there any, any indication for that? Put yourself in, in the shoes of the people now, and in the shoes of those specific 12 people, right? You're walking towards the river, and supposedly you're going to cross to the river, and supposedly you are called before that to do what? Like to carry, when remember that, don't forget, when you cross the river, you still have to take a stone, right? Based on the text also, where it says that the in, in verse five, and take up each of you a stone upon his shoulder, that means that that stone is what? Heavy stone, right? So it's not just a stone, it's a heavy stone, right? Actually, I was reading the, 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 the history of, of, of the area. They walked about eight miles to go where they were. So carrying, again, you are appointed from before and, and you know that you are crossing and you know that again, once you cross, remember, don't forget in the midst of all that chaos that's happening, that you have to take a stone, each one, hold it to up to your shoulder and walk till the place that I told you. What do you think of that? What kind of, of, of you know, first of all, let, let, let's probably kind of, you know, analyze it one step at another. First of all, remember again, and, and we talked about this kind of like in general about the faith, but again, imagine you are one of those 
12 that the Joshua came to you and said, hey, John, <laughs> right? Remember, we're gonna go and you're gonna cross the river and I want you to carry as a big, huge stone, carry it on your shoulder and just keep going till I tell you where to lay it down, right? Does it make sense? No pain, no gain. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. So actually you can look at it as it's an actual what? Privilege, right? You're making history, right? Right. Right, because they knew that Joshua, whatever Joshua was saying is taken from God, right? So actually, as much as it's like hard work and it doesn't make sense, but it's actually what? I think they, they, they would think like, we are very special. We are making history, we're writing the history, right? Although it is painful, although it doesn't make sense, although it is, I don't know, even if our children and children, children will even benefit from this or not, or even will believe this or not. We're just gonna tell them a story about what, what happened. Right? But they, 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 they were so privileged and so, so uh, special that they were chosen before that. Once I was reading this, remember in the, in the beginning of, 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 the, of, the, of, the tech, of the study, I said that Joshua in the Old Testament uh, stands parallel to what in the New Testament? Ephesians. Right? And, and, and I, I was reading this again, Ephesians 1. There is something that's very, very similar to that. Anybody familiar with that? Read, read Ephesians 1, if you can bring Ephesians 1, chapter, uh, verse 2, and uh, verse 2 till 5, if somebody can read it. Go ahead, Ephesians 1. And you see what is the parallel? What is the parallel? Again, Joshua chose some people from before and told them you are very special, right? You were going to be part of the history, part of the miracle itself. See what, what, what St. Paul is talking about here in, in Ephesians and see where is this, how is this parallel? Okay. So here it says what two things that he has chosen, just as he has chosen us in him, and having what predestined. What is the parallel between this and between the story of the of the twelve here? Predestiny that they were chosen before, right? For what, as it says here, to adoption, right? right? These people are, are, are chosen before to be part of that or to be part of the story of the crossing, right? And as we know that the crossing of the Jordan is a sign for what? For baptism. And through baptism, we are getting what? The adoption, right? We're born again, right? So see, it's, it's, it's very, very, very amazing when you look at, at the mindset of, of Paul as he's, he's writing this and in his mind, what happened to the people, right? That they were chosen, we were chosen already, right? With them in order to be part of that big, big, big uh, story, right? And to, to the point of that we having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ himself according to the good pleasure of his will, right? So, these people, not just individuals, by the way, as it says here in the text, that they are representing what? They represent the tribes. So they are representing what? The whole nation. The whole nation, right? And it's something that, that, that I'm just pointing out here because it's very important to know that we are, God has chosen each one of us to be part of that story of salvation, to be part of the story of crossing the river, to be part of the story of, of reaching the promised land. Right? Whether we, we, we take this as, as an understand what we have, or we say, no, this is too much work for me. 
Again, these 12 people can, could have easily said, you know what? no, right? We were not gonna do that. Or like find somebody else, or I don't see any point of doing that, right? But they took it, no, took it as they really understood that they are special. And not only special, but they are responsible because they are representing the, the whole nation, the whole nation. So when, when, when we receive a message that, you know what, hey, be a part of that, it is, it is something that is privilege for us. It is a privilege for us to be, as it says in Ephesians, you to be what called his children, adoption. It's not something, something that we take it very, very, very light that we are his children. We say our father hundred times and we take it very light. We don't even think about it. What is it? What is it? And you don't understand this till you start to talk to people who do not understand that. That God is the father, that he is our father. So here, just something within the text that's very, very important that he's saying that, you know, these people were chosen from before and appointed from before as we were chosen also, that they are representing the whole nation as we are actually all one body that to be part of that to bring and to carry on and to be actually ourselves memorial and a sign for and approve for the story of salvation himself but again that that requires hard work again imagine huge big stone you're carrying it on your shoulder and you're walking eight miles to reach the person the, the place that you are supposed to be the place that is supposed to be given, as you will understand from the rest of the chapter, is a place called what? Gilgal. Gilgal is actually a meaning, mean, mean, means uh, 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 wheel, circle. So some people actually say that the memorial would be like, like they put the, 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 the stones in a circle, not just like on top of each other. Because the name itself is, or the meaning of the word itself is, is uh, is, is a wheel, like a big, big, big cycle for that. that. That's the actual thing. So some of the commentators said that the, the Gilgal is actually uh, based on the meaning of that, that the memorial that they did is, is a rolling wheel, right? Uh, a wheel itself, um, where, where they put the, 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 the stones in, in like a circle that it marks where they are. Gilgal also from the scripture itself is very, very important. You see, you know, I don't want to go through the, the, the stories, but, uh, but uh, Gilgal were the first time where actually they enthroned the, the king, King David. The Gilgal also is, is another place where uh, David welcomed back uh, after uh, being uh, victorious over uh, Absalom and the rebellion uh, and, the, and the fight. Gilgal, in the story, in the book itself, you see that Gilgal has very, very, very big, important, important uh, geographical place that based on that it was it was uh, 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 actually you can you can sense that from like actual the, the 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 memorial itself that they put in that place made it kind of actually very important historical in a very good way and very good uh, events that happened there. Gilgal also one of the things that uh, uh, the school of the prophets where Elijah and Elisha started was in the Gilgal in, where it's written in Second Kings. So you see that the place itself is very, it's not just chosen by that. And you see that the blessing that is coming from that place throughout the history of, of the, of the, of the uh, nation of, of Israel throughout the book after this. But then also something that's very, very important if you read it from the book itself, unfortunately, the same place was, or became gradually uh, lost the spiritual meaning and became just a shrine. So that's why if you, if you go, for example, to, to Hosea chapter four, verse 15, you see that lots of the, of, the, of, the, of the prophets are actually starting to warn the people. Remember, don't just go there and pretend that you are worshiping because this is, that is the memorial because it, didn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't, you lost the spiritual meaning of that anymore. Uh, if you, Hosea 4.15, if you can bring it real quick. We can just kind of like give you a sense of 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 the 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 gradual uh, loss of the reason or or the meaning of the memorial into becoming just something that is very uh, very uh, uh, ritual. 
uh, we studied this in fr on Friday, where it says, though you, Israel, play the harlot, let not Judah offend you. Do not come up to Galgal, nor go up to Beth Aveen, nor swear an oath, saying, as the Lord lives. So he's, he's reciting here, saying that the Galgal became what? Just a sign of showing that you are worshiping, but you are actually not worshiping. You are becoming, actually, you are committing adultery. Right? So like, don't go there anymore because it became uh, uh, just a reason or a place for you to show that you are still offering, but it lost the actual spiritual meaning of it, right? And that's why it's very important to, 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 to understand from here and different, different other places. He's telling them, let not Judah offend because Israel did already lost. So he's warning Judah, don't be like Israel and do not come up to Gilgal, nor go up to Beth Evin, which is Beth Eel, nor swear an oath saying as the Lord lives because you are not living what you're saying. You're just basically what false worship, false worship. So don't go there anymore, right? Because it lost the actual meaning of it. Which is something that's very important we can actually reflect on because when the memorial and the things that are supposed to be reminding us of God and reminding us of the victory becomes just what? Just, just a tradition, just a shrine, just something that, okay, it loses the spiritual meaning of it, which we, we can very, very easily get into that into that mindset, if you're not paying attention to this. So this is the first thing. As I remember, I, I asked like a couple of questions in the beginning, like what are we witnessing and who are we witnessing? What are we witnessing first? So this is, just keep those two questions in mind. This is the first memorial, which is again, God, God asked Joshua to ask the priests to take or the, the people from the 12 tribes to take a stone and go and place them where I will tell you, right? As a memorial for what? For what happened, which is the victory, the miracle that they passed from the one side to the other side, right? So this is, you can understand this. Now coming the second one, which is very, very kind of strange, right? So, so based on this, again, it says, and as I said, based on the, on the, on the, on the original it says, and Joshua had set up 12 stones in the midst of the Jordan in the place where the feet of the priest bearing the Ark of the Covenant had stood and they are there to this day. Now, first of all, what's the difference between this second one and the first one? The first one, was it, was, does, does the text tell us that God, told him to do that? The first one? Yes. Where is it? In the first verse from the beginning of the chapter, right? When all the nation had finished passing over the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, take 12 men from the people, from each man, and command them until you get right. Right? So it's, it, from the very place where the priest stood and bring them over with you and they live. So the first one, God actually told Joshua to, to tell the people to, to, to take the 12 ticket, a stone and take it with you. Now the second one, the text kind of makes it as if it is Joshua's decision, right? It doesn't say, at least it doesn't say. It says that, that and Joshua set up, or again, as I said, had set up 12 stones. So, in the text itself, it doesn't clearly say that God told him also to do that, right? But as I was reading something about it, but also doesn't say that God reproached him by do, because of doing this. So in, in, from what we understand from the text and what we understand from the life of Joshua and he, the way he acts, it must have been something probably God mentioned it to him or told him to do that you know, kind of on the side, <laughs> no, not a big, uh, not a big uh, 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 title or not a big event, but again, based on Joshua's way of, of acting and everything, it, it seems like he was, was given that direction to do something different, which is again, what he himself, he set up 12 stones in the midst of the Jordan in the place where the feet of the priest bearing the Ark of the Covenant has stood and they are there to this day. To this day, meaning what? to the day that it was written, right? So now after crossing and after it says here that after we crossed and everything and then water came back again. So as if never 
nothing ever happened. So these stones are now what? Where are they? In the water, buried under the water. So again, you think like, why is that? What is what is what is what is happening here? So the other one, it's very obvious. Okay, take the stones, take them, and then whenever your your children and generation will see them, tell them this is what happened. But there are twelve stones in the bottom of the river that nobody knows about. And Joshua did it himself here, right? He didn't ask anybody to do it. Why is that? Why? <laughs> Why? And remember, again, we're seeing that this is the witness of faith. And keep in mind also that this is all the symbol of the baptism. Like very like baptism. Like in the baptism, you 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 die. Your old man dies. The old nature dies, right? So although nobody will see this, but this is that's what I was saying. What are we witnessing? We're witnessing for two things here. Witnessing for number one, the new life, and number two, the burial of the old man, right? Because nobody will see this. But Joshua wanted to do wanted to do this, or God wanted Joshua to do this to keep that in, keep it buried under the water, right? Because now we're gonna start something totally new. We'll see this actually more and more in next chapter because all the people who came out of across the Red Sea, they're all what? Dead, right? So actually, as we'll see next chapter, all the people who, who crossed the, the, the Jordan, none of them other than Joshua and Caleb were what? Were circumcised, right? And that's why, you know, next chapter we'll talk about, about God asking him to, okay, now you have to circumcise everyone, all the men that live there, right? So he is saying, as if God is telling to Joshua, yes, maybe this, nobody will see this, but you need to know that this is something that is very, very important that is, that is happening now, which is what? That through that crossing the Jordan River, the old is gone. You're starting something, something new. So the old 12, that is again a symbol of the old nation, they all have buried. I'm giving you a new chance, I'm giving you a new life. I'm giving you something that you have to walk in the newness of life as, as it says in, in, in St. Paul, right? Yes, David. Right, yes. Yes, yes, burial sheep. Yes, actually uh, one of the meaning of, of, of coffin is an actual coffin or a burial. It's like a the, the, the box that actually they bury people in. So it all has that connotation of actually there's some, something happened here. You're going out of the river, not the same people, right? You're coming out of the river as new. We're coming out of the baptism as new. So we shouldn't be living that old life that is buried under the water in the Jordan, right? And that's what we witness. Back again to my question, what are we witnessing for? We're witnessing that we are walking towards the, the promised land, but most important, to be honest with you, witnessing that the old man has been buried, dead. Right? That we, that's why St. Paul says we walk in the newness of life. You see this very, very close and very important in Romans 6 from 1 to 4. If you can get Romans 6, 1 to 4, you see that you understand now why God asked Joshua to, to take 12 stones and bury them in the midst of the, of the, of the river, and they are there till the day. Romans 6 from 1 to 4. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who die to sin live any longer in it? How shall we who died to sin live any longer? It's done. So those 12 stones that the people or the person or the, or the nature that is before, it is gone, it's done, right? Or do you not know that as many of us were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? So when we are baptized, we are dying. We are baptized into his death, that we died with him in order to rise up with him again. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. It's amazing when you link things together. 
when you see the Old Testament, the New Testament, and you see that they're all talking uh, about the same thing. So now it makes so much sense. And that's why probably it wasn't, it wasn't uh, uh, communicated to the people because you know, only Joshua would probably understand that by the spirit, right? He is the prophet. He is the one, he is the prototype of Jesus, of Christ. So that's why, you know, although the other one might not make sense, but it still can make sense. Okay, take some stones and carry it and make a memorial. Okay, I can understand that. But to, to pick up 12 stones and put them in the sea and then just let the water go over them again, bury them, it's mystery. But St. Paul here with the spirit, which is the same spirit who, who wrote the Old Testament, explains it in a beautiful and amazing way that we were all buried with him then we are raised with him again. So back again to my question now, what are we witnessing? We have to witness for that. We have to witness that the old man is somewhere in the bottom of the Jordan. <laughs> right. So when you ever happen to go to the, to the Holy Land and you look at the Jordan, remember this, that down in the Jordan, there are 12, stones that are buried and this is our old man that is buried in the Jordan and it's there till this day yes we the prayer of the baptism we pray to give the, give it the power of the Jordan that is one of the texts of the new life so when we pray again the, 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 we're, we, we, we just don't do again rituals but there is an actual prayer to prepare the water of the baptism and it's, it's, a, it's a lengthy prayer and one of them is to to, uh, 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 to give, them, give the water itself the new power, the new nature so that's not just normal water because then the person that is bapt out of the baptism or into the baptism is dying there and coming up as the new person in the newness of life and then after we're done with everything, we pray on the water again to bring it back to its old nature, right? So there is, there is a mystery here. Again, that's why we say in orthodoxy, we just don't do a symbol. We're not just like bringing somebody and just, you know, dunking them in the water and that's it. No, there is an actual mystery. And the text of the prayer, uh, thank God of the, of, the, of the fathers that prepared this, uh, are, are, are testifying and witnessing for that power, right? So something beyond that. That's why, as we said, you know, we started to do that for the parents if they have if they are baptizing a baby, or for the adults if they're being baptized, that they actually have to set a time with them before the baptism and go through the text, go through the prayer to understand that. It's not just okay, you know, I just happened to that. Okay, this Sunday I'm baptizing my child. I'm just gonna come in the morning, and I'm so busy, and I'm so doing this and this and that, and here you go, we're done, and just you know go and celebrate. Okay, wait a minute, no. Do you understand what's happening or not? So thank God in the region here, we decided all of us that, okay, we have to set a time with the parents before they baptize, baptize their, their, their child, that, okay, we're just gonna go through what does this entail? What is it? Yes. 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 Mm, understand it, yes, yes. I'm sure it makes a huge difference when you actually go and look. The prayers of the of the of the baptism is amazing. It's amazing. What did he say, Abuna? Uh, Nabil was saying that he he remembered, you know, with with uh, with Andrew and uh, and Joe that they, at the time of their baptism, uh, uh, Nabil asked Abuna Rafael at that time to give him the actual text, the book, so he can go through the the reading itself, the reading itself, twenty something years ago, right? <laughs> But it's, 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 it's amazing. I was actually told, you know, uh, kind of like a joke from one of my uh, Greek uh, priests. Uh, we have the same text, by the way. So one of the texts says that, uh, that uh, in the water, you're crushing the head of the uh, dragon. So he was praying this and some kind of like little kids standing there. So once he said, crush the head of the dragon that's in the baptism the, the, or in the, in the font, everybody came and trying to, 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 to see where is that uh, dragon? Where is his head? <laughs> but that's, that's actually part of the prayer to crush the head of the dragon, right? That whoever enters into baptism will crush the water, will crush the, the head of the dragon. So that's exactly this part. That's why I'm taking my time in this part because it's very, very important to understand what happened to each one of us. 
that we are given the power. That's why Joshua again said, okay, I'm gonna take, that's all what we remember all the time, that the memorial of the 12 stones that were taken out of the, of the river and carried all the way out and sat there. But there's another heap of stones, another memorial. That's probably as important, if it's not even more important than the first one. That in the bottom of the Jordan, there is something buried. When we are baptized, that old nature is buried. And we come up again and walk in the newness of life, as St. Paul says in Romans 6, 4. And that's why they moved on with that, right? But again, sadly, which again, sadly happens to all of us sometimes, is those memorials became just shrine, as, as we said, right? To the point that God is telling, or Hosea, or the prophets are telling that people don't even go to the Gilgal anymore. No, there is no point of that. The Gilgal, which is supposed to be the, 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 the place to, to, to see and to remember and to relive that victory again, became just something ritual that you can do. So what are we witnessing those two? We're witnessing our, our journey to the promised land and we are witnessing our death and our resurrection again. Who are we witnessing to, as it says in the text here, I don't know if you noticed this or not, but the text says, you know, from the beginning of the text, again, it says, and the people, um, where is it? Yeah, back to Joshua again, no more Romans. In Joshua 4, 6, that this may be a sign among you when your children ask to in time to come. So who are we witnessing to based on this verse? The children, and who else? A sign among you. So we're witnessing in front of ourselves, right? right? So yes, it's for the children, but it is among you also. We, meaning what you will see it, you'll continue to see it. A sign, actually, it's a very, very interesting uh, word, uh, ot in, in Hebrew. Which is, which is actually a distinguishing mark, a banner. And also a warning. The same word also, as it says, it's a sign, it's a banner. It also means what? Warning. Why warning? How can the sign be a warning? Just think of the traffic sign, right? It is a warning. It is a sign to stop, but it's only a warning because if you don't stop, they'll crash, right? So when we think of those things as signs, we're just not, okay, wow, it's beautiful, good reminder. It, every time I look at the sign or every time I remember the sign, I'm actually what? Remembering that there is a warning there because if you don't follow the sign, then something else will happen, right? So it, it, is, it is very important to understand, you know, uh, ot in, in Hebrew, which is from it, the, the, the word in Arabic, ayah, right? it's very close to it. Ayah means miracle or alama, sign, right? So ayah, not, ayah not, not, not all the time means a miracle, as a miracle, as ayah, as a mu'giza, but ayah as a sign, as uh, uh, um, uh, something to, 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 as a banner, as he said, right? And also a sign, as we said, there's ayah meaning a sign for the future, something that you can actually predict something in the future. So all those things are very important to understand, to, to know that, uh, that there is, there is, God has given us all those signs, right? And God has given us all those reminders and God has given us all those things in order to understand exactly what happened, not only to the people and to the children, that this is what happened to, to your, your, your fathers and grandfathers, but to us. And back again to what we were talking about in, in Hosea, uh, when we study Hosea, which is, you know, my people vanished because of the lack of knowledge, right? And I think not knowing the signs that we should remember who we are and what happened to us and what is our status is a very, very, very big, big drawback to where we want to be. Not knowing what is, who we, we have, what, what, what we have, right? And again, that, that makes it very, 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 uh, 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 important to understand exactly, again, I keep saying that the Orthodox faith, 
again it's not just that he came and paid our debt and uh, and and uh, forgive us our sins okay <laughs> that's good but that's not it there is much much more into that there is burial and there is resurrection there is a change in nature there is transformation right and that's what we should witness for and that's what happened with the with again with all that whole new generation. Remember again, this generation this generation is all new. They never crossed the Red Sea. The, the Red Sea. They were never circumcised. They were just you know again, got, which is again amazing because during all the time that they were they were wandering in the in the in the wilderness, and God is dealing with them, but they were still not. They did not have the mark of being what His people. Have you ever thought of that? Yeah. So God is making all those wonders and, and, and carrying them and giving them water, giving them manna, and giving them, but they still don't have the covenant that you are my people. I'm just preparing you. So you read this and you see again what we have right now and say, like, thank God. So all that time they were not actually, they did not have the mark of the covenant. You're not my people still. <laughs> yes, yes, early on they were told this, yes, but then they didn't, right? Yes. And then they just got lost and then they just kind of like kept going on and kept being busy in the wilderness, right? Very, very similar, very similar. You're lost in the wilderness of this world, right? And you forget the covenant. You forget that you have the mark. We should have the mark of being his children, right? Although God is continuing to work with you. Okay? But then, as you will see in chapter five, when it comes to the point, okay, now you have to actually go and conquer. Wait a minute. You have to be prepared for that. We're starting a new, a new era and a new uh, stage of, of that relationship. So again, we're witnessing to ourselves first and we're witnessing for our generation, the next generation, then the generation to come, right? Which again, puts so much responsibility right? because if we are forgetting this, if that memorial becomes just a shrine, right? Then what are we teaching our kids? What are we teaching our generations, next generations, right? Especially nowadays, again, in, in a time that, that the whole thing, again, I was just talking yesterday with the, with the young adults about, you know, the Supreme Court decision and the, and the abortion and how the whole country is split between people who are so uh, happy and people who are so mad and protesting everywhere and all those things, right? So this is the time that we need actually to, to witness. And you see this very, very clear at the end of this chapter, very clear at the end of the chapter. You know, in, in, I'm just going to jump ahead, but uh, 424, it says, so that this is God, the Lord, 23, the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan. This is Joshua actually talking to the people. For you until you passed over as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up for us until we passed over. Why? So that all the people of the earth, all the people of the earth, may know that the hand of the Lord is mighty, that you may fear the Lord your God forever. So strong and so much needed nowadays that all the earth know that the hand of the Lord is mighty. And again, if we don't go back again to the beginning of the chapter, if we if we turn those memorial into just a bunch of stones, if we forget that there is there is stones buried in the Jordan with the old man, then what are we witnessing for? In the time that other people are witnessing like like crazy, with all the respect and all the love, but there was there was a, a, a video made for for uh, preparing and and inviting all the people, all the Muslim community, to pray at the U.S. Bank Stadium, which for the Eid prayer, which is in two weeks or ten days. Again, all the love and respect, but the idea of they are not trying away from that. And they're using all the resources to say that, no, we are actually going into the stadium and praying the Eid prayers. To the point that actually they made it, made it legal now to do the five times azan in Minneapolis, in Minnesota, the first state in the whole country. 
only three, three years. <laughs> right? At one point, okay, you know, you can only do it in certain areas and this, and now it's, 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 it's legal that if you want to do the, the, the call for the prayer, for the Muslim prayers out loud on the, on the microphones, do it. You have the right to do that. Again, I'm not here to discuss who's who, but, but I'm just saying that, that we are so behind. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, so don't be surprised if you're walking and you hear the, the, the call of the prayer then, you know, in Minneapolis, in, in, in Minnesota. Well, that, that's why it's approved. So they have so much influence and so much weight in, in the legislatures that they actually said, it's okay to do that. We will, we will, we will legalize this, right? And for us saying, let's go and preach, like, no, 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 we don't do this. Let's talk about Christ, like, no, we can't. It's not for us. What will people say about us? Bring your friend to attend. No, 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 what, what would I bring them for? Like, no, I don't feel comfortable with that. It's a shame. And it's right there. Again, look at Joshua 24, when, the, when, when, when Joshua himself said that all the earth should know that the, man, the hand of God is mighty. Sadly, our beautiful treasures and beautiful heritage and beautiful theology became a shrine and not affecting anybody, not even affecting ourselves. So what are we witnessing? <laughs> I just had the, 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 the opportunity to, to, to talk to an Afghan girl recently, and she's here on a refuge. She, she, she ran away from Taliban and became, came here. So yeah, somehow I, I connected with her. And you talk and see again, you know, how much there is like, you know, I, I want to know more. And all what she knows is Maryam and Isa. That's all what she knows. <laughs> Maryam and Isa. That's it. But the amount of, of, of eagerness that's in her heart to know and to learn and to read. She can't even read English, so doesn't understand the Bible. So we're trying to get her a Persian version of the Bible. This is what we should witness for. And the more we have this in mind, more God will open doors for us. I'm sure every single one of us has an opportunity that he can witness for Christ in his own way. Witnessing for what, again, for the, what we have, for the privilege that we have. Not just going and say, okay, you know what, you, know, you better believe or you're gonna go burn in hell. No, it's not, but witnessing for our life. Witnessing by, by actually being changed, being transformed. And people say like, you are different. Why are you like this? How come you're so peaceful? How come you're so loving? How come you're so caring? Those are the stones that we need to carry with us. Even though it's heavy, even though it's hard, even though it's inconvenient, but let's carry it and walk. Even if you walk eight miles or we'll walk the whole life carrying a heavy stone on our shoulder, but that stone become what? Memorial and witnessing. And that's what it's right there from the beginning of the of the of the of the time. Go and tell it and say it to your children, to your children, children. Tell them that we wear like this and this and this and that. And I don't, you know, again, you know, if we don't do that, like who else is gonna do the job? As as it's written. Like, how can they believe if they cannot? Here and how they can have here if they are not being talking to, right? So if, if those people again go back again to the 12 men of, of the tribe of Israel, if they said no, 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 we don't want to do this, okay, the children will never know the story, right? Maybe somebody will say at one point we crossed the river, like okay. But when you actually have something and you're proud of it. And again, it is, it is a sign among you and your children, among you first. Because if we're not, if we're not uh, 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 proud of that, 
And if we're not looking at the sign every day that this may be a sign among you, when your children ask in time to come, what do those stones mean to you? And then he goes on with that, with, 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 with that mindset again. Uh, and, and you see from the text again, how much it is, it is very, 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 very important. And so again, if you, for example, uh, for in verse 10, for the priest bearing the ark stood in the midst of the Jordan until everything was finished that the Lord commanded Joshua to tell the people, according to all that Moses had commanded Joshua, the people passed over in haste, in haste. As you said before, there is urgency, right? There is, there is not just taking our time, no, let's, let's go. When all the people had finished passing over the ark of the Lord and the priest passed over before the people, the sons of Rehobim and the sons of Gad and the half tribe of Manasseh passed over armed before the people of Israel as Moses had told them. Why it mentions here that they are armed? Until this point, even till the conquer of, 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 of Jericho, there is no need for any kind of weapons. But why does it say that they were armed? Right. Yes. Right. That's that's exactly because that's why I said as Moses has told it because that was the thing, right? We were not going to cross, but we will, or we will cross to to fight and come back again, right? Right. Right. And as it says here, about forty thousand, which he said at that time, they're much much more than that. If you remember, I was saying it was like two hundred something thousand, but only forty thousand ready for war passed, right? These are the people again who did what. They had their own choice. They made their own choice. Like, we want to settle here. We're not going to cross over. But just because of, you know, uh, Moses, you know, we'll, okay, we, we agree to cross over to fight with you, but then we'll come back again and settle on the other side. We don't want to cross to the promised land. And it's sad that it says about 40,000 ready out of 200 and something thousand. So even the, the majority did not, did not keep the, the promise. Right, only 40,000 ready for war passed over before the Lord for battle to the plains of Jericho. And it's, it's, it's well noted here as if you know, this is something that cannot just pass by, right? Because the promise from before, again, when they said, okay, let us settle here, this land is good, we like here, we don't want to cross with you, said, okay, that's fine, keep your wives, keep your everything here, but all the men for, are ready for war, let them come with us, fight with your brothers, and then come back again. That was the, the, the idea. But sadly, here again, it says only 40,000. They were willing to do that. Right? And you see why, as you read this, because they were not part of the people who were buried in the river, or they refused that, right? So their mind was not, their mind was still in the other side. And that's exactly what happened. When we, yes, we are in the baptism, although they crossed with them, right? So they crossed with them, but their mind was not, understanding what is happening. Their mind was still in the, the land that we'll go back to, right? And that's exactly what happened to us. We're all baptized. We're all supposedly dying with him and risen with him. But our mind, when our mind is disconnected, when our mind is in only what we want to choose for ourselves, we are not gonna be able to, to fight. We're not gonna be able to fight. And then finally, the last verse, and on that day, the Lord exalted Joshua in the sight of all Israel, and they stood in awe of him, <clears throat> just as they had stood in awe of Moses all the day of his life. What does that tell us? So he is saying that Joshua is, 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 is as good as, or as exalted as Moses. But in another way, he's saying that it's not Joshua or Moses, it's me, right? See it? You can read it between the lines. Right? Like he exalted Joshua in the sight of all Israel. They stood in awe of him just as they had stood in awe of Moses because as if he's saying that it's not Joshua or Moses, it's me. It's the word of God that in the ark that who crossed in front of them. So it's not Joshua or Moses. Moses and Joshua are only my tools to do that. But the whole power is in the word of God who they followed and the word of God is the one who made them actually cross start the team that new life again the more and more you read the more and more you find that 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 you know it's as i said earlier it's not just a story it's not just a story 
It's actually very, very, very uh, uh, powerful message to each one of us, right? As we are crossing and continuing to cross this, this, this world till we reach the, 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 the promised land. And what kind of, of, of mindset we have? Where are we attached to? What are we attached to? What are we witnessing to? Who are we witnessing to, right? With what power we are able to cross and to continue, right? Too many things, but I think it's very, very clear at the end of the day that you know, God wants something different. And God has planned for us for something different. And that's why, again, he's preparing them. Remember, he, they, these people are going to live in as neighbors to other nations, right? So now they are going into to settle in the promised land and still surrounding them would be other nations, right? As we know, not till King David later on actually settled and actually uh, 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 settled the whole kingdom, right? But till that time, they were still living as neighbors to other nations. So in order to be, to be able to keep your identity as the people of God, you have to be very, very well prepared for that. Otherwise, you'll be all mixed together and we'll lose that identity, which is again, very, very, very relevant to what we're going through right now. So few more verses in chapter four, and then uh, we'll, uh, we'll jump into chapter five again and, and move on with that. As you see, and as, as you read, I hope that you're reading, you see also, Again, the, the sequence of events is very, very important, right? Getting them ready, crossing over, then circumcision, and then they were going to start to eat the Passover again, because the Passover could not come before those two things. So just keep this in mind, the process and how that applies to us. We can't just jump into the Passover without crossing first, right? Without being purified, without re, 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 uh, renewing the, con the covenant again, and then we are ready. And then because of that, we are ready to move on in more victory. And then happens the, 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 the slip with, with Achan, the son of Kermi, which he sinned, and then he brought the whole nation down, and then they repented again, and they moved on again. It's a, it, it is beautiful, beautiful uh, dynamic of the, of the scripture itself. Yes. Yes, in a way, not only the circumcision to chrismation, but the circumcision is the renewal, the daily renewal of renewing the covenant, as we'll talk about it when we talk through it in chapter five. So it's not just one time, right? Because if you go back again to the circumcision, we'll talk about it next time. It is actually, as it's written in Deuteronomy, it's the circumcision of the heart, right? So we need that. So that is the work of the spirit all the time in order to, yes, at the beginning is the chrismation, but then the continuation of that, that the spirit is continuing to circumcise our hearts daily in order to be able to eat the Passover. Yeah. Other questions? Okay. Let's pray. We'll uh, again read, keep reading, uh, keep contemplating. There is much more and more, and there are many uh, commentaries out there that can actually can you can. I, I wish that you do the study with us. So not just come as listeners, but, but participate. Do challenge yourself more and more, read more, uh, get more uh, understanding of everything in order to really uh, see the link. The beauty of the scripture is we have all the freedom to, to, to kind of like, as the spirit gives us, right? The spirit will give me something that I'm gonna take it and go somewhere else with it, that's fine. If you feel like the spirit is talking to you about this and, and, and giving you something different, this is the beauty of the spirit, right? That each time you read, you know, you get something different than I'm getting, right? So let's, let's be participating in the study, not just listening to the study, right? So we can benefit more and more. Yeah, let's pray. In the name of the Father and Son, the Holy Spirit, one God. I mean, Lord, thank you Lord, for this evening. Thank you Lord, for, the, for your word, Lord, that was life and spirit that, uh, that renews our minds and our hearts, Lord, and understanding, give us understanding, Lord. Give us the power, Lord, to witness, Lord, uh, among ourselves first and among the people, Lord, that uh, we were, Lord, renewed, Lord, that the old man is buried in the Jordan, Lord, that we, raised, we were raised up with you, Lord, in order to live the new life, Lord, moving and in, 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 in being in the rest, Lord, in your promised land. 
praying for my brothers and sisters, for those who are away, for those who have no one to remember them. Remember everyone, Lord, with uh, your mercies and with your love. So pray as of all your saints, Lord, hear us when we pray together, saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, that will be done. Give us this day our day. Forgive us our trespasses. Give those who trespass against us. Lead us not temptation, but deliver us. May the love of God the Father, grace of His only begotten Son, the communion of the Holy Spirit with you go in peace. Peace be with you all and have a good night, everyone. Thank you, guys.